I, Charles the Fourth, or is it the Third? Bloody pen. We will strive for the detoxification of the Let me put it to if you win by one, you've won. The phone went over the side of the phone. It is time to draw the phone. I just think everyone should be sure. What the fuck is going on? Part of the ACAST Creator Network and also available on Patreon. Hello, I'm Mark Steele. Welcome to my podcast, where each week I ask the question, what the fuck is going on? Instead of moaning about prices and how nothing works, let's be cheerful. Because the company Centrica, which owns British Gas, has announced record profits of £3.3 billion. This is marvellous. If you asked everybody in the country, what should we do if we had a spare £3.3 billion, some people might give a boring answer, such as build a hospital, and others might show a little bit of imagination and suggest we spent it on a ski slope for pandas or get Manchester City to take over a bus garage so that all the drivers were paid £27 million until it went bankrupt. But a few of us would have the foresight and the wit to understand that the best thing to do is to give it all to Centrica. Now, some people might suggest that Centrica profits should only be £2.2 billion, so there weren't any elderly people who were afraid to put the heating on. But instead, the government know that it has to act calmly and leave people freezing. And then they do offer useful guidelines, such as if you can't feel the end of your fingers, ask a neighbour to cut them off using garden shears. You couldn't feel those bits anyway, and now you'll have less of you to try and keep warm, saving vital pennies. Because anyone who knows how economics works understands that the most important rule for a healthy financial system is to give Centrica all the money in the country. The first modern economists of the 18th century declared... To ensure the well-being of the man, both common or of property, it is of the greatest import that all currency shall be handed at once to the shareholders of Centrica. Even the Bible tells us of the good Samaritan who, finding a Pharisee upon the roadside, said unto him, You are a brother of the same flesh as I, and so I shall take this coin and hand it unto Centrica, who needeth it more than you. So hopefully the government will announce soon that all the money raised for victims of the earthquake in Turkey should be sent to Centrica, and then they can launch an appeal of their own with Joanna Lumley gasping, Centrica needs all the money. So if you have some spare time, why not go on the game? You could tour your local back streets, earning a few extra pounds for some hand jobs, and then you can send that money to Centrica. This is the way forward. When homeless people beg outside Audi, they should take the money they collect for the day and send it to Centrica. But it's unfair to suggest that Centrica takes everything because Shell announced record profits of £32 billion last year and BP took £23 billion. Now, the increased profits of the energy companies are a result of the higher prices since Putin invaded Ukraine. So this is so heartwarming that at last we hear of some of the positive sides of that invasion. 
It also means we should stop trying to find an end to the war in Ukraine, as that would be a disaster for Centrica profits. Instead, if it looks as if one side might win, we should destroy a city or two to make sure the war keeps raging. Because nothing, nothing is as important as sending an extra billion to Centrica. Amongst the alarming news stories of recent weeks have been several reports of unidentified flying objects circling the planet, some of which have been shot down by the US military. Now, this seems to have upset some people, especially this woman, who I heard on a phone-in show. Oh, I'm sick of it, Jeremy, sick of it. All these UFOs flying all over the place. What if one of them smashes the wing mirror on my car and flies off without leaving their number? Who's going to pay for that? It's all very well, the Americans shooting them down. What if they land in my garden? My daffodils have only just come through. You know who's to blame for it, don't you? The EU letting all those immigrants come here. The aliens have just seen them on the news and thought, well, if they can come here from Albania, we might as well start coming from Jupiter. There was a spaceship landed at Dover the other day. I read it on TikTok. Someone said it's the Chinese spying on people. Well, they should spy on my next door neighbours talking in the garden at half past eight at night. How am I supposed to get any sleep? One of them was wearing a hoodie the other day. I rang the army, but they were too busy sending tanks to Ukraine. I'm sick of it, Jeremy. And why do the Chinese want to know what the weather's like anyway? They can watch Thomas Schaffernacker like everyone else has to. I wouldn't be surprised if he was an extraterrestrial with a name like that. Why don't these aliens have sensible names anymore? Like E.T.? Oh, I'm sick of it, Jeremy. Sick of it. What the fuck is going on? This is the a highlight of uh, my week any week, but this week is utterly the highlight of my week. So I have with me someone who is going to pursue the task of finding out what the fuck is going on. An expert. That really is the expert's expert. Maria McCurley. Hello. Hello. And, hello. and it's been a long time since I've seen you. And the good thing is, we don't look any older. We don't look any older at all. I think partly that's because when we were both 26, we both looked 58. <laughs> yes. In fact, I have physically used in the time that I haven't seen you. You have oh, you. come on. You, I wish people could see this. You have Get you. Get out of you, here. You, uh, this is what I... Look at me. I've become one of those old 1970s. Oh, you look so young. I'm like Des O'Connor talking to Anita Harris. Oh, you look so young. I like that. I will be playing the part of Anita Harris. <laughs> so, Maria, well, I, oh, I've got so many things that you've done, first of all, to uh, to, to remind people oh, to of so many off. things on television and radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many things, all, uh, uh, voiceover yeah, things for all shows, manner of things. Yeah, Clash, that's what people remember me from. Radio 2, Agony Aunt with Graham Norton, now on Virgin. Thank you very much. About five people listen. Um, what else have I done? Oh, just... That's not bad. What? Agony Aunt with Graham Norton, Fast Show and Euro Trash. That's yeah. not bad. That's I mean, not I don't like, want to read oh, my CV I, That's out. not like you're, you're, the person, you're the person who reads out the thing in the co-op <laughs> that says custard powder is on special offer until yeah, Friday. I've just been offered that job, Mark. <laughs> no, I haven't, <laughs> but I would take it. <laughs> I'd do it. But I'd sort of go. I'd lose. I'd lose confidence, and I'd want to put my own mark on it. And I'd go. I'd be all right with custard powder, but I couldn't. I'm very militant about custard powder. I think people that make custard that that without custard powder and they buy tin custard powder can oh, fuck off the lazy twats. That's me. Twats. See you later. <laughs> 
I know I'm in a minority. Yeah, who uses custard powder? What's wrong with what can't you bloody put custard powder in a bit of milk separate? Life is too short. And then pour to the and then you, the joy of powder. When it's there. Yeah, but it's on you've got a bit of control over the consistency, over the oh don't be fucking dominated by the custard man telling you how custard has to be. <laughs> Custard you might not man, want it that thick. You might not want it that thick. Makes thin. the custard from a can. <laughs> That's it. I've got that advert sewn up right now. No, Mark, really, <laughs> you know, as Shirley... Um, you know when kids go, what would your superpower be? Some people want to be made of water so they could flow through anything. Some people obviously fly in is a very obvious one. But the person who can, <laughs> who can just make custard at any point, would just wait around. There's so much crime. If only, <laughs> if only there was a crime that could be solved by the making of a particular consistency of Well, custard. I can see the cartoon now that you, you know, when the baddies are getting away, you just dump custard on the road and then they all drown in custard. We're going down a rat. Ah, oh, no, it's custard, man! <laughs> yeah. Villains don't talk like that. You came to Hastings, which is now where I am residing, to do a marvellous Mark Steele's in town about the good birds of Hastings. Thank you. And people still talk about you with great affection. I don't know no. what you said or who you slept with, but they thought you were the bee's knees. Mm. <laughs> and you got Hastings in a nutshell. It's Thank a mad town well, filled with mad people. They always say Hastings is a, a drinking town with a fishing problem. I mean, we really do have a fishing problem. Yeah, 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 exactly. But Hastings, you know, we all like to swim in the sea. Did you swim in the sea, Mark, when you were here? I did swim in the sea, and that's a bit more tricky now, isn't it? But that was a while back, see. That's before that. That was that was in the old days. That was the old days when the EU was forcing us to have seas made of water, right? Whereas we would rather. What's wrong? Why we take control? Of our seas, if we want to make them eighty-five percent shit, we can. I know. I mean, really, last year alone, Southern Water, thank you very much, two hundred and thirty outflows, massive amounts of sewage. Now, I have lots of friends who do beach cleaning, plastics, etc. There's, a, you know, there's a good eco feel. But my friend says all she's picking up right now is tampons and earbuds and the nothing. I can't swim in the sea anyway. People have been poorly. They've had E. coli. You can't swim in the sea. We've just had a massive leak at Bulverhide where they've got trucks, sewage trucks and pumps. This is on an area, by the way, that Hastings Borough Council would like to build houses on. It's on top of a sewage plant. So two problems there, which... And the truck, what does the truck come the down? Truck and takes then what away, a big pipe? Or the they truck just... takes away the poo and the vomit oh. and the stuff from your toilet and mm. takes it to a dump further down the line where in a minute there'll be another leak and it will come out again. And then, so it continues. It's the futility of life, literally right there in Bulbahide <laughs> with the sewage dump trucks and a pump. And, you know, the next time there's a deluge, you can see it. You can actually physically see it. There's a massive, big... You can watch the sewage pouring pipe. into yeah. the sea. Into the sea. I mean, it's not just Hastings. As <clears throat> people say, you know, the main leader of the opposition on this is Fergal Sharkey from a band in the 1990s. Yes, And, him, yeah. and you probably can 
Well, the under, not any band. I mean, and they were in the 1970s, oh really, God. or the end of the 70s. You see, because I'm so old, the yeah. 90s and the 70s. The Undertones, they were, they were one of the great sort of bands of the I love punk Bernal era that Sharky, was sort of genuinely I say, musical. And I love the fact that now he's wanging on about sewage in the seas. We all have to find, we all have to find something to be angry about. I'm so... Tell us about the train, on a train, Hastings, who you met. Okay, yeah. No, I go up to London to do my radio show with Virgin and Graham Norton. There we are. That, that's that plug. On early in the morning on Saturdays, and the vomit comet, as they call it, which is the last train down to Hastings from London <laughs> on a Friday night, is normally you know literally vomit and poo covered and the lose. I'm embarrassed for visitors to this country. So my local MP was Amber Rudd. Yes. Um. By the way, the last person who resigned of their own on their own volition, I think, in the Tory government, she took she took the bullet for Theresa May, yeah, but yeah, she yeah. resigned. That doesn't happen anymore. But anyway, she was my local MP, and I knew her. We'd done you know charity quiz shows together, and I said to her, "I'm going to get on the train with my rubber gloves and my bleach and my bucket." And she said, I'll come with you. And we did. And she had arranged, or her office had arranged, for a photographer from the local press. Of course, 7.30 in the morning, didn't turn up. People don't take their job seriously. <laughs> so between us, we cleaned all five toilets. Floors, loose, round the bowl. And bless her, she did it. I mean, so I know she she was a horrible person when she was a... You know. And then when you when you'd um, put, recovered all the sick and poo, and you got it in the buckets, did you take it down to the beach and tip it in the sea to be with all its friends? That's right, Mark. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, we we gave it to the station master when we got off at Charing Cross and said this is. And actually, you know what? She did write a letter, and the toilets were okay for a week. And then everyone went, "Ah, oh, she won't do that again. Just leave it." Uh, really disgusting, but you know these are tiny, tiny little things. They are, not, they are well, the tiny... you know, they are tiny things. You know, a, a, a march of a million miles starts with a single step, or whatever shite that the, uh, Chairman Mao, Mao said. And I think we should all follow him, him in life. I mean, Mark, when you your podcast is called "What the F is Going On," yeah. I don't know if it's just me, but I don't know why we're not all lying naked, screaming in the streets with rage, with fierce, hot, poker red rage at what's going on in the world and in this particular country. When you talk about lying naked, screaming and all of that, and there should be that, this is yeah. the thing. So at the moment in France, they are doing that because it's France. Now, the French know how to revolt. They did the revolution. We don't, and they're still we're doing it. Here. And what about this, right? So I think there's just one simple thing if people think that this doesn't make any difference when you have a, a culture that you, you create a big fuss whenever anything like that happens. At the moment, President Macron uh, is trying to reform the uh, welfare system. So the retirement age goes up from 62 to 64 and the country's gone nuts and set fire to everything here it's already going up to 60 fucking seven so because yeah. we lay down and do fuck all and oh dear well i can't and, and just let them get away with it just on that issue alone people have to do five extra years of work here than over there five extra fucking years so if you're listening to this 
you're doing five extra years of work because no one can be bothered to fucking complain. By the time we get to 67, some Tory bloody minister will have run off with the pension pot <laughs> and, you know, will be living in the Cayman Islands. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. there will be no pension. So you'll have to live to, 80, so, to 87 before you get a pension of a spangle. You won't get a pension anymore. Make hay while the sun shines now. There will be no pension in a minute. There'll be no NHS. No pension, no C. Oh yes, there will. No, the no, no, because because people there one because there's for because for every sewage truck there's a Fergal Sharky because for every bloody mucked up train there's somebody cleaning it and bloody giving it to the station master. They won't. They don't get away with these. They got. They've got away with it. They get five years. They've got extra, but that's all. What for the pension? No, they've got five years extra work out of us, but but. They no, they they have to they they can't do exactly what they want. They can't. Yeah. One question for you: What's going to happen in next year's general election? Uh, what do I think will happen? Mm. Uh, I think it's what very. What is going to happen in next year's general? Election? I think it's very unpredictable. I think the most likely thing is that the Conservative Party will end up with about less than half the seats it's got. Now is my the most likely thing, but and all sorts of things. Well, they could well all sorts of things. I mean, Farage could come back and 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 sort of take another load of votes off them and so on, and and make it worse for them or something. Or you know, I don't fuck knows. I don't know. Uh, But uh, I I think Labour will win by a substantial amount. Yeah, but I don't know. I hope you're right. I don't have any inside information. Now I'll tell you what. Right, this is what. Now my dad, my dad would have gone. I'll tell you what. Right. Or the fucker down the old fellows club, right? I was playing snooker with old Ted. You know old Ted, right? Well, he's told me that uh, he's told me that the Liberal Democrats are going to win. I put fifty quid on them. Dad, what you done that for? No, no. I've just, I've, you know, <laughs> my dad was not only That's a gambler; fabulous. he was the most fucking useless gambler ever. <laughs> That's fabulous. He, he took, I'll tell you who's going to win. The, 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 yeah, I'll tell you who's going to win. The shining path of Peru. They're not even standing, Dad. They're in Peru. Yeah, yeah, they're going to win. I've got a bloke in the pub channel. <laughs> right, we know what's going on. At least we know what the fuck's going on in Hastings, don't we, now? Yeah, you do, for now. Maria, what should we what should we learn about what you're what you're doing in the future? You so tell us about the thing with Graham Norton, and then we can uh, we can let you uh, um, enjoy the Hastings air. Yes, I do uh, Saturdays and Sundays on Virgin Radio with Mr. Graham Norton off the telly, and I have got a book coming up at the end of the year. Oh, what's that called? Well, two titles at the moment: Bumps in the Road and Spoke in the Wheel. Not sure about either one. It's kind of like a memoir but with all the bikes that I've had and had stolen and had bashed up and lost and all of that. Oh, I can absolutely see that. Someone said to me once that a bike is the nearest, the, the, the nearest that an inanimate object can be to being alive that you can have because it's like a pet, That's isn't it? That's a lovely it? quote. That's a fabulous quote. I like the quote, and I can't remember who said it, which was, when I'm on my bike, the world is breaking someone else's heart. Oh. Mm. It's nice, isn't okay. it? But I know, yeah. Mark, this is a terrible thing. Age has crept up on me, and I live now up a hill, and I've got an e-bike, which is so cheating, which is, you know, an electric bike. An e-bike, for me, is the transport equivalent of tinned custard. 
Thank you very much, Marie McGurney. We must part ways. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> As you know, we love to have a wide variety of views on this podcast, and so we're lucky to have with us the master of gently teasing out opinions, Mike Concrete. Right, next we've got uh, Shirley Shaw. She's a grief counsellor, and she's launching a new project about something or other. <laughs> you think we'd had enough projects by now. What's this one all about, Shirley? Well, what it is, Mike, we're promoting drop-in centres to encourage people to deal with grief by talking about their emotions rather than bottling them up. Yeah, <laughs> when my dad died... I went down the pub, had a few pints, half a dozen hot dogs on the way home, never talked about it since. Is that the sort of thing you advise, Shirley? Well, no, it certainly isn't, Mike. Have you genuinely never talked about your father's death to anyone? Ha! You'll have me knitting duvets to raise money for lesbian pottery classes next, love. <laughs> Oh, Mike, Mike, I'm really sensing that you're someone who could benefit from coming along to one of our drop-in centres. Why, have you got some of my favourite biscuits there? I'll tell you what, darling, I love a hobnob. Well, we do have biscuits, but you could come along to share. Unresolved grief can lead to anger, narrow-mindedness, and sometimes even claiming that something is something when it clearly isn't, Mike. You're talking nonsense. What did people do in the old days when they came home from war having seen their best mate blown up in front of them? They didn't go to a drop-in centre. They got up seven or eight times every night, had a bloody good scream like a hyena, got it out of their system, and then they were right as rain. Oh, Mike, my love, my sweetheart, you're carrying around an awful lot of anger and grief. And we shouldn't be surprised because, after all, your father's dead. No, he isn't. See ya, Shirley. That's enough of that, idiot. No wonder everything's owned by the Chinese. Here's Isabel Oakeshott with today's UFO sightings. What the fuck is going on? Thank you so much to all those of you who are now supporting us on Patreon. It is because of you wonderful people that we can continue our quest to find out what the fuck is going on. If you would like to join these radiant, virtuous souls for as little as £2 a month, follow the link on our Twitter page or go to www.patreon.com www.patreon.com and type in what the F is going on. Or to really find out what is going on for just four pounds a month you will get a longer ad-free version of the episode with extended interviews and bonus sketches for example this week there's fred truman talking about the latest trends in grime music and you'll get discounts on live shows details of which are coming up in just a moment also you'll get the episodes on friday night unlike everybody else who has to wait until saturday morning miserably crawling around the house not knowing what the fuck is going on throughout Friday evenings, barking like a dog and crying. So go to www.patreon.com and type in what the F is going on to join the WTF community. And now it is the point of the week that people slobber waiting for. Just uh, It is like, like I used to be with Sunday dinners when I was a kid. 
now, so it is with the nation as they await the announcements. So, the main one, what the fuck community? There is a live show, a live recording, our second one, and this time it's at the Leicester Square Theatre, which is about all seven times bigger than the last one we did, that 400 people, and they've already sold over half the tickets, and they've only been uh, on sale for a few days. So uh, come to that, Leicester Square Theatre, on March the 19th. That's when we're doing a live recording, and there'll be a live guest, which will be who will be wonderful, and there'll be uh, Mike Concrete, and there'll be the cafe woman, and Fred, and George, and Elliot will be there. Um, uh, so come along to that, Leicester Square Theatre. What the fuck is going on? live recording and in the next one we do that it'll be seven times bigger and so on so that by this time next year we will be doing the entire planet the venue will be earth oh by the way leicester square theater is 20 pounds plus the usual booking fee nonsense which i know every week why do they do this at theaters wouldn't happen with would it happen with anything else maybe it does now i don't know if you I don't know if you were if you're one of these people who still buys a newspaper. Maybe that's why the newspapers aren't sell anymore. You go, I'll have a Daily Mirror, please, and they go, that'll be one pound fifteen plus seventy five pounds sixty newspaper handling charge. Uh, so for the tickets, go to www.leicestersquaretheatre.com, www.leicestersquaretheatre.com, and don't forget that Leicester is spelled L-E-I, despite the rule about I always coming before E, Leicester Square. I should think that's probably, there's probably so many shows at Leicester Square Theatre where nobody goes, and the reason they think, why, my career's at an end, but it's because everyone's spelt Leicester Square wrong. March the 19th at the Leicester Square Theatre. Uh, also, I've got some other live shows that won't be uh, podcasty ones, and I can tell you about those here. Where is there still tickets? Paynton in Devon. That's at some date or other. There's no point in telling you the date. It's Paynton in Devon. It was the only thing going on all year. So uh, there's that there. Oh, there's another show, afternoon show been added in Bristol. There's still a few tickets for that. That's on the 26th of March. Paynton's the 25th, by the way. Uh, Dundee on the 28th of March. I, hardly anyone's coming to that. Come to that one if you want. You can bring animals, bring poultry if you want to that. All the others are sold out except Dundee. I don't know what I've done to upset Dundee. There's a desperate Dan statue there, and I might mention it. It doesn't matter if I mention it or not, does it? There's going to be not going to be anybody there. Um, uh, which oh, Newtown in Wales. There's a few in Wales. Whenever you put these on Twitter, <laughs> if you put I'm doing a tour and here are all the dates, you'll always immediately get people going, why aren't you coming to whatever place it is they live in? Even if you're, do- even if I was doing, like I'm doing Stourbridge on the 2nd of April, if I was doing a week's residency at Stourbridge and I was also all week, I was spending the daytime at uh, stood outside Stourbridge WH Smiths, if such a place exists, busking. <laughs> and I announced that immediately afterwards, someone would go, Why aren't you coming to Stourbridge? Milford Haven on the 12th of April. Um, and then uh, there's all some quite big places Fairfield Halls in Croydon and the Hackney Empire. And uh, I don't know. Theatre Royal at Brighton, 3rd of June. There we are. That'll do you for now. Now, Tara Louise, Tara Louise Chambers, a, a Patreon supporter, says, Mark, I thought I had heard it all until I saw that apparently a cross-party inquiry of MPs is saying that retiring MPs should get a medal and £160,000 retirement 
present. And they're also looking for a pay rise of about £3,500. What the fuck is going on with our MPs? And she puts the only MP people who can fall asleep live on television and keep their jobs. Uh, exactly. I No, this is extraordinary, especially as there is uh, one person, lovely Susie Boniface of the Sunday Mirror, who has um, been on this podcast and has campaigned utterly tirelessly for decades for nuclear test veterans to be given a, a medal. And years and years and years, Parliament, the military themselves have absolutely refused this until this year, in fact. But now they think they should give themselves a medal. I mean, that is just, that is sort of like what Idi Amin did. It's just like what the the leaders of North Korea or whatever, I shall award myself a medal for bravery and for services to keeping hamsters or something because I've got a bit of a gap underneath the left lapel, just underneath the medal for sort of uh, uh, getting a hole in one. Uh, and and I know it is so utterly, utterly corrupt. A medal. We can let a, a medal. But the trouble is people just don't want to become MPs. And so if they get a, if you're the sort of person who goes, I was going to become an MP so that I could serve my constituent, but I want a fucking medal, then you clearly are someone who should never, ever be allowed to, out of prison. Um, I absolutely agree, Tara Louise. I don't think they should get a medal. I think instead, to encourage them to be good MPs, what they should, the, the, what the incentive should be is that when you're voted out, you get tasered live on television. Just just a little one. And then that might teach you to be a bit more decent so people vote for you. Rob B on Twitter says, what on earth would someone going to do with 200,000 cream eggs? Do they have a particularly high resale value? Now, this is in reference to a heist. I'm not quite sure the details of the heist, but someone's stolen 200,000 cream eggs. And the thing is, it's like a two Ronnies joke, isn't it? So uh, that's a brilliant, surely it should be legal to thieve something if by nature it is funny. I know that's subjective and you'd need to have a panel going, is this funny? But surely everyone would go, 200,000 cream eggs, that's a funny heist. It's only Cadbury's, they're not going to go bankrupt, are they? And... Because any any theft of a cream egg is funny, really, isn't it? Because even one. But 200, did they get them all from the same shop? Was there one branch of of Lidl somewhere in, in Nuneaton or something where every day they've got, I'm sure I put all the cream eggs out yesterday. I mean, all the others are still there, the Oreos and the, the digestives. And the, the the expensive Tony things. But the cream eggs keep going. We haven't got any money for the cream eggs. And someone's just been going in and taking them and taking them. And they've got them all in their house. And maybe, is it like money? Every cream egg's registered with a little, with a, a little number. So they can't sell them on because it would just the the authorities would just be alerted to the to the little idea, the serial number of each cream egg. Is it like that? So there's some. Is it like a, a theft of a beautiful painting? Some hugely corrupt but eccentric billionaire somewhere. One of these people who pays someone to go and 
sort of steal the irises or something by Van Gogh or something just so they can have it and look at look at it because they weren't happy with the fact it was in the Louvre. Is that it? They've just got two hundred thousand cream eggs now, and they can't. And they're all the families going, Dad, for fuck's sake, could you just eat some of them? So there's only one hundred ninety nine thousand eight hundred. I can't even get to the toilet. I. I think that a charming British film will be made very soon in which Bill Nye is the detective and discovers who's stolen the cream eggs and um and probably just 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 faintly just lets lets the criminal off. Graham at Catweg on Twitter asks, What the fuck is going on with the ad-free versions of this podcast? I might miss the opportunity to buy budget price Chinese surveillance balloons or two-for-one missiles. Don't you know there's a living cost crisis? I need to save money somehow. Exactly. I know adverts are filthy, aren't they? And when these sort of advertisers say, no, all we're doing is we're just alerting people to the fact that our product is, but they're not, are they? Because they're getting someone to say, whatever you do, buy this stuff that makes your carpet sparkling clean, which you need to have because otherwise you're a failure as a human being. You reprobate, you're worse than the bloke in the whale. Look at you with your stinky carpets. Of course, that's what they're doing because they they need to get you to buy their horrible thing. Anyway, no doubt the minute I've stopped saying this, someone will be telling you to buy that buy that very thing. Well, they don't. I don't know what adverts go on this. I haven't got a clue. For all I know, the Qatari regime comes on and, and advertises its um, torture equipment. Ina Jake, Jake, oh, I'm so sorry, Ina or Ina, I'm not going to pronounce this properly. Ina Jaku on Twitter asked, what the fuck is going on? Why are there no UFOs over Britain to shoot? Exactly. UFOs, this is the theme of the day. The UFOs have been being shot down all over the place. I had a woman on a, a phone in talking about it. And, um, and yeah, why? What has happened to Britain? If we'd been out of the EU for longer, there would we would have been able to take back control and invite and do a deal with our own aliens. But no, because we were in the EU for so long, then we couldn't, and we had to rely on the EU, who just banned with their stupid regulations about spaceship sizes having to be certain circumferences and only so many aliens at once being allowed to walk down the galleyway onto the onto the plains of Salisbury or whatever. Oh no. So now we have to we have to go without UFOs while America's got them all. Well, now that we're out of Europe, we're going to do our own deals with aliens. That I know we've already done a deal with Liechtenstein and we've done another deal with the bit of sea between the Marshall Islands and the Solomon Islands, but we're also going to do a deal with Saturn in just a couple of years. So uh, uh, don't worry, Ina Jaku, if that is indeed how you pronounce your name. And finally, Tim Weeks. Uh, at Tim Week 67 on Twitter asked, what the fuck? When did the calendar change? You said your 19th of March day was the day after St. Patrick's Day. Don't I know. I probably did say that. I was all confused. And here is my thinking. I'm going to a Damien Dempsey uh, concert on the 18th, which is sort of, I oh, know, this is a feeble excuse. I, do you know what? I, I got it wrong. There we are. I resign. Now, as anybody knows who has ever tried to work out what the fuck is going on, it is literally impossible. It is futile to even attempt it without the voice of the youth or someone who is still just about in their youth, such as 
Elliot Steele, who is with me now. Hello. Uh, hello, Elliot. Are you still youth? Yeah. No, not really. I'm, I'm technically I'm Gen Z. I don't understand all them. Gen Z were born when? I think I've just made the cut off. I think it's like 1996. Oh, okay. And up to up to sort of 2005. I That's guess. why you were conceived when you were, so that you just make it into yeah. Gen Z. It was very, very it's important for this podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you've got to think ahead, haven't you? Some people don't. So. There's a new game out this week based on the Harry Potter novels. Is, um, is yeah, that... Hogwarts Legacy. Right. And uh, now that, of course, has all sorts of implications um, of magically uh, to do with things magically transforming into something else. <laughs> <laughs> but that was probably never, never anticipated when, um, you know, Hagrid was... To m- making someone have a pig's tail or something. Yeah, good, good reference. <laughs> Am I right with that? Good, good work. After, yeah, I mean that that is what happens in one of the films. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's yeah it's uh, yeah. There's this new game out, Hogwarts Hogwarts Legacy, and it's caused a bit of furore. But I don't think I think it's again one of those culture war things where it's like it's like this week. The the list of uh, a lot of the people, a lot of the Jeffrey Epstein logs are being uh, listed and shown up. And as that they're not turning happen, that into a computer game, are they? Oh no, Prince Andrew's coming. We have to hide him. <laughs> Prince Andrew is the final <laughs> boss. <laughs> but uh, but uh, Jeff, but like it's like all these log things are being released about Epstein's Island, and suddenly they're like, oh, by the way, there was this massive chemical spill that we never gave any news coverage to three weeks ago. But now suddenly we're going to give that a lot of coverage. And then there's also now all these UFOs being shot down and things like that. And it does feel a little bit like, well, shouldn't we? Because uh, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist. But the Epstein, the thing with Epstein's Island is that a lot of it doesn't make any sense. A lot of the stuff that's come out, it's clearly got to have had financial backers. From uh, Jeffrey Epstein didn't have the amount of money he had to do this whole operation on his own. And it just feels like whenever anything comes up about this stuff that clearly involves a lot of people within the state and uh, higher-ups of our society, that then some other news story appears to happen uh because it's it doesn't seem to be that important and it feels a little bit like that with hogwarts legacy and all of these things that well, you've lost me now I, I, the, the the connection between epstein's island ufos and the hogwarts legacy computer game I'm struggling. well okay but like so you see all this stuff about the ufos yes don't you think that that's weird that we're just suddenly having this now on this week where there is a genuine bit of fucking very what I would consider, and I think most people going. There was a man who was supposed, who quite possibly was assassinated, who had logs of everyone what? flying to his paedophile island, right? And and a lot of those logs are being listed, a lot of the names are being made public, and there's not much coverage on that, but there is a lot of coverage on suddenly these UFOs. So you're suggesting so not, that the UFO stories have been fabricated in order to, I'm not to saying distract they've been fabricated. attention 
Right. I don't think they've refabricated. But they, if they didn't want to they, cover the Epstein story, they would have just not covered the Epstein story, and they could have talked but about that's, that's the what's Super Bowl. But, 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 so you find, you find a different story. I'm not saying they're fabricating the story. I'm saying that there's a different story, one that's quite, and that they put it up because that will then that gets more attention. Oh, I've never ever given the time of day to theories that the news management pops one thing into the news in order to distract from something else other than the way that maybe a, a political party might go making an out like Boris Johnson with his theory that he called the dead cat thing you know if you throw a dead cat yeah. on the table people forget about whatever you were talking about beforehand and so on anyway what i wanted to talk about was this fucking computer game well this was more interesting no i don't agree <laughs> I, right i and this is more interesting than, than than everyone else is still talking about that like all that's going to happen is we're not going to have a point of view that with this culture war stuff that is brought up every single week which is just 2% of the population. 1% of them are right-wing, 1% of them are left-wing, or not even right-wing and left-wing. They all switch. Yeah, but you had a really funny joke about it. Yeah, and then I get a load of shit for it, and it just comes like this. I'm fueling the culture war. No, but it was a funny joke. I know, but this is more interesting. I just wanted to say about your thing about, like, the, the, the Pentagon have a deal with with Marvel that they can't make the American military look bad. Do the funny joke. No, that's more. This is the problem. Everyone's like, do the funny joke, and there is the fucking one of the most influential things in current pop culture. Marvel have a deal with have the deal with the Pentagon, but they can't be like, oh hey, by the way, by the way, America used white phosphorus in the battle of Fallujah in the second battle of Fallujah, which is a war crime. Nobody talks about that. All sorts of stuff. Fucking everything. (laughs) Halliburton, Dick Cheney on the ball, went in there. Fucking terrible. But I already knew that. Do the do the funny joke. <laughs> I fucking I'm well aware of that. My lay the fucking lot. Bloody <laughs> right back to Theodore Roosevelt. The, the, the bloody invading, taking things off the Spanish. But yeah, but then we all get mad over a Russian bot farm. I'm not mad over a Russian bot farm. I'm more annoyed by the Pentagon. But I I already knew that. I was annoyed by the Pentagon. I've got I've got very little time for the Pentagon. I just saw a funny joke. I thought, we'd, oh, we'll do it next week. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you want to buy the game, it's available from fuck knows where. You'll probably have to go on some TikTok <laughs> algorithm that's controlled by bloody some fucking someone from space that only David Icke has found out how it's to work it. Stop, stop, stop putting me in the same camp as David Icke. I'm not, I, there are mental conspiracy know, theories he out there. He's fucking fills up arenas. You don't fill I know, up arenas and, with and funny jokes, the, do you? The, the problem with the conspiracy theories is conspiracy theorists because they're all fucking mental. They're all insane. But every now and then there's something where it's like, Hey, how come like the US spends most of its like money isn't accounted for on the military industrial complex? And then it's like, oh well, you with your tinfoil hat. And you're like, no, 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 I'm not that. And then you go, well, no, that's not crazy to ask. And then you look over who's also asking the questions and they're going, Well, it's because lizards run the world. And you go, Jesus Christ, can we not can we not listen to them? But can one person ask uh, just like Hey, why did that guy get found dead in an MI5 safe house, just in a in a duffel bag? And they went, "Oh, it was a sex game gone wrong." What happened there? 
And then you look at the other conspiracy theorists, and they're like, there's laser beams that will turn you gay. <laughs> and you go, oh, for fuck's sake. So, Thank you very much, Elliot Steele. Oh, what a magic. Having a partner who could fuck it, who would just sit down and watch the snooker all night with you. I'd love that. Right. <laughs> I want one of them laser beams. Thank you very much, Elliot Steele. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you've liked it, rate it. And if you can be bothered, write a review. If you can't be bothered, then spend or take the week off work and spend all of it writing a review. If there's anything at all that you think I should be finding out what the fuck is going on with it, please send me a message on Twitter at WTF is going on pod, and we will look at every message that you send. If you'd like to become a WTF supporter and get early access to ad-free extended versions for as little as £2 a month, please visit our Patreon page. What the fuck is going on? Was hosted by me, Mark Steele, with my guests Maria McCurlane and Elliot Steele. Voices by Sarah Alexander and Maria McCurlane. It was written by Mark Steele and Pete Sinclair. Music by Willie Downing. It was produced by Mike Benwell. What the fuck is going on? It was brought to you by WTF Productions. 